This is the IEEE USA Inside Podcast. In this month's episode, Jonathan talks about informational interviews in the second part of his series. We also ask about how engineers make a world of difference at Discover Engineering Family Day. And Georgia brings you up to date on the latest in ebooks and conferences. Now your host, Corey Ruth. Thanks, John. Let's take a look at what's new with IEEE USA government relations. A global AI survey written by Rain Sagram Singh is now available. AI can potentially affect aspects of society in both positive and negative ways. Future laws and regulations on the implementation of AI will have a significant impact on the technology's benefits or harms to our country. But our country does not exist in a bubble. How other countries approach AI can have a major influence on us as well. Looking at what other countries are doing on the subject, and even working with them on AI, could be of mutual benefit. This new AI survey provides an overview of the current national AI strategies of 26 different countries, helping U.S. policymakers and others in the space understand the global context of AI. You may be surprised to see how innovative some smaller countries are being. This is a living document and will be updated over time to reflect new policy developments. Download the latest report for free at IEEEUSA.org. From the main page, go to Volunteers, then Committees, then the AI and ASPC, that's Artificial Intelligence and Autonomous Systems Policy Committee, then click AI, a global survey, under Resource Links. I'm Jonathan Cho, and this is Career Connection, a segment where I take on aspects of young professional life and give guidance and tips. This month's episode will be the second part of my two-part series on the topic of informational interviewing. Last month, I talked about the difference between an informational interview and a job interview, and benefits and importance of informational interviews towards career success and growth. You can find previous podcast episodes on our website at insight.ieeusa.org. On this episode, I'm going to go over how to land an ace in informational interview and some great questions to ask. So how do you land an informational interview? Do your research. Target specific people you want to speak with at a company you're interested in working for. Maybe do a search on LinkedIn or just Google them. Get contact information from an HR representative or phone operator at the company by calling them. You'll want to have a 20 to 30 second speech ready that mentions why you're interested in speaking with them. Talk about your background why you're interested in their company, and why you want to specifically meet with that person. You might even want to mention that you realize that there might not be a job available now, but you'd love to speak with them in person for 20 minutes if they have the time. There will most likely be times where you will not be able to reach someone or they say no. Not everyone will have the time or desire to speak with you, so be prepared for some rejection. Should that happen, simply try someone else at the company. Another way to set up an informational interview is to start with people you know well family, friends, former or current colleagues, and interview them. Afterwards, you can ask the person you're speaking with if they have anyone else they wouldn't mind connecting you with for further exploration and information. This will be how you expand your network. Once you finally land an informational interview, here's how to ace it. Research the company and the individual you're meeting with. Just like how you would for a job interview, spend a lot of time on the company's website or Google to find out about the company's products and services or the individual's background, including possible common interests or things you may want to inquire more about. Remember that you're not in a job interview. 
The most important rule about informational interviews is that they are for information, not a job. Don't ask for a job, ask for advice. Asking directly for a job is a big turnoff to someone who's going out of their way to help. Instead of asking about any job leads, ask them about what the company looks for in candidates, what the growing departments of the company are, and what tips they have for breaking into the career or company in general. But again, don't ask outright for a job. Impress the interviewer. Your goal is to impress them enough so that they will voluntarily offer to help you find a job. They're not going to refer you to others if you come across as being average or show a lack of passion. Be enthusiastic and be articulate about what your background is and why you would be an ideal candidate for any type of job you're looking for. And finally, get referrals. Once the interview is over, ask the individual if he or she would recommend anyone else you should speak with. Keep in mind that when they refer you to someone, their reputation is on the line as well. If you don't get a referral, ask them what they recommend as next steps for you. Listen carefully to what they say and thank them for the time. Now the most important part of an informational interview is having a game plan. This isn't a regular interview and the interviewer isn't going to take charge, so it's incredibly important to come prepared with some key questions. Here are some great ones to start off with to make the most out of your informational interview. Number one, can you tell me a bit about your career path and what led you to the role you're in today? An informational interview is about them, not you, so this is always the best place to start. Number two, how have some of your past roles and experiences prepared you for your current role? This question is meant to help you get an idea of where you'll need to start if you're new to the field, but it's also a good way to learn about how linear, or not, this person's career path was. Number three. What do you most enjoy about the work you do? Or what do you enjoy the least? Sometimes you get someone who is willing to get candid about the downsides of their job. But if the person isn't and says something along the lines of, I like everything I do, you can shift the question to what about the job surprise them instead. Most people have an answer for this. Number four, what skills do you think are most important for someone interested in a job like yours? Take careful note of these, especially the ones you don't technically have. You'll want to use the information to fill gaps in your skill set before applying for similar jobs. Number five, what do you wish you'd known when you were starting out in this career? You definitely want to know this. Number six, are there any questions I'm not asking that I should be? This is a very important question. Sometimes you've missed a big element of the work simply because you didn't ask in quite the right way. See what they say here. Number seven. Do you have any recommendations for other people I should talk to or resources I should explore? If you're lucky, they'll introduce you to another contact. But it's also great to just hear what sites you should be reading or newsletters you should subscribe to. The goal is to have some idea of what to do next. And finally, number eight. Would it be alright for us to stay in touch? Whether it's through LinkedIn or through an occasional email, it's always nice to turn an informational interview into an ongoing networking connection, or even ideally, a potential mentor. Big thing to keep in mind is to wind down in a timely fashion. Pick and choose the questions that are most important to you, and keep an eye on time. Informational interviews are meant to be no longer than 20 to 25 minutes, so you'll want to find a logical place to cut yourself off if you notice you're running long. Thank them when you're through, and thank them again in a follow-up note. Each interview gives you valuable information and helps you hone your interview skills so that when a real job interview comes up, you'll be prepared for it. The more you have, the better chance you have of landing the job you want.
Alright everyone, this has been a Career Connection with Jonathan Cho. Thanks for tuning in to my two-part series on informational interviews, and I'll catch you all next month. In the Inside Spotlight this month, Jonathan Cho chats with some exhibitors live on location at this year's Discover Engineering Family Day. He asks how engineers make a difference in our world, what's the best part of their job, and what career advice they have for aspiring engineers. First up is Drew White from the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, then Matt Brew from Maryland Water Utility WSSC, Finally, Claudia Haft from the USDA Natural Resource Conservation Service. So I'm here at Discover Engineering Family Day with Drew White in the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. Welcome, Drew. Thanks. Good to be here. How do you think engineers make a difference in our world? So as an engineer, I'm, I'm really biased on this question. I, I, think that we, I think that we provide practical solutions to problems. I think that uh, when folks come to engineers, when they say, I, I, some, I have something really hard that needs done, and, and we are the ones that, that pick up the pen and paper and say, well, it, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take some effort, it's going to be hard, but I think we're going to uh, do this. And, and, uh, and, we, and, and then we start out a process that, that gets us from, from uh, dreaming about something to actually building it. And, and we've got folks that are great, uh, you know, that, that can... Um, that can conceptualize things in, in, in some uh, career fields. And then we have uh, the engineers that, that we're going to actually do it. So Awesome. That's pretty inspiring. So what do you enjoy most about being an engineer? Yeah, I love building stuff. So I'm the chief of construction, so I love going out to project sites and seeing stuff. I don't get out of D.C. too much, but when I do, uh, seeing, seeing, again, we, we build two different things, and, and we're focused really today on our waterways, but, but the Corps of Engineers also has a military construction mission. So when I get to go out and see uh, facilities uh, that, that protect our nation or, protect, or, or support our uh, folks that are protecting our nation, uh, I, I love seeing that as well. So we have a lot of different contact points where we get to support our nation from the, the waterways and our infrastructure and all the way to our uh, military construction mission where we support our, our families and our uh, folks that are protecting us. So my last question, do you have any advice for aspiring engineers? Study hard. I think that's the easiest answer I can come up with, I, but, but don't get discouraged. The best advice I ever heard about engineering was there will always be jobs for good engineers and engineering is a great job because you're studying and you're learning how to think you're learning how to solve practical problems and that kind of mentality is what's kind of taught in engineering school and our techniques change we've got these revolutions in building information management or building modeling bim and cad computer-aided design we've got all these different things going on but those are the tools but the people the tools will keep changing throughout the years but the people and the engineers will always be there regardless of the tools because we can we can think through the process and make something practical happen at the end of the day so just uh you know flexibility i think is part of the answer to that too whether it's career wise or solving a particular problem uh i think our engineers are going to be more and more flexible as our uh, information age keeps changing what we need to make a good engineer so i'm here with matt brew from wsse thank you for speaking with me today matt absolutely thanks for having me so what kind of impact do you want to have on the world um, I want to make the world a better place, have things accessible to everybody. Have uh, Working in water, you realize how important water is as a natural resource. And 
most people in this country don't have to think about where the water's going to come from. And that's a good thing. And to have that available to people means it's one less thing to worry about. So what do you enjoy most about being an engineer? I enjoy the challenges. I enjoy the collaboration. Uh, working in teams is great. You get to learn other people's perspectives and it helps you grow not only as an engineer but as a person. And my final question, do you have any advice for aspiring engineers? Say yes. When you're given a challenge, given an opportunity, say yes. Try new things, especially when you're young. Get out, travel, see the world from a whole new perspective. Work with people that you may not think you have anything in common with. And you may be right, and that may be a good thing. But take opportunities when they're presented to you. Hey guys, so I'm here with Claudia Haft from the USDA Natural Resource Conservation Service. Thank you, Claudia. Thank you, Jonathan. I appreciate getting to talk with you. What kind of difference do you think engineers make in the world? Well, engineering touches everything we do. Every time we, from the time we get out of bed in the morning until the time we go to sleep at night and through the night, um, it's just you know it's important to have engineers who know how to design roads and bridges. But you know there was an engineer also involved in the design of your toothbrush and the water system that you use to get fresh water. So. Engineering, whether you believe it or not, it touches you everywhere um, in anything you do, unless you're out in the wilderness somewhere. <laughs> so um, it's it's important. Engineering is an important profession. Um, you know, our infrastructure today is is uh, the product of engineering, and uh, we need all those things to live a, a happy, healthy life. My chosen uh, agency that I work with, we work with farmers and ranchers to do. Uh, soil and water conservation on the land and that's the engineering side of that is maybe not always appreciated um, because you don't think about the engineering that goes into a set of terraces on a crop field for example or the design of a grass waterway that's used to convey runoff excess runoff water without causing the soil to erode and of course it's important to maintain this the soil on our ground so that we can produce healthy plants and healthy food for our economy so and for our, our uh, residents of this country. Do you have any advice for aspiring engineers? Expose yourself to as many things as you can in the sciences fields and science and related fields. And, you know, not everybody likes the same kind of topics and subjects, but there's probably an engineering degree that would fit your interests. And, and check those out. Really scope that out. Um, the other thing I would say is that engineering as an initial degree is a great foundation because engineering studies teaches you how to solve problems, how to approach problems, how to come up with solutions to problems. And whether or not you actually practice engineering when you graduate, you're going to carry those skills into whatever you choose to do in your life. So um, it can be a very very great door uh, to walk through to anything you want to do. That's fantastic. Thank you so much again, Claudia. Thank you, Jonathan. I appreciate you stopping by. 
And now here are some updates for IEEE USA eBooks and the IEEE USA conference calendar. From December 1st through January 15th, IEEE members can download the last eBook in the Thomas Edison series free from IEEE USA. Thomas Edison, Man of the Millennium, Volume 3, Observations. Go to shop.ieeeusa.org, sign in with your IEEE web account, add the book to your cart, and enter promo code DECFREE19 at checkout. IEEE USA's new December ebook is The Ins and Outs of Mentoring, $1.99 for members only and $3.99 for non members. And don't forget about IEEE USA's new November ebook, Pitching Your Ideas and Yourself, only $2.99 for members and $4.99 for non members. And you can check out all of IEEE USA's free ebooks and get them all today at shop.ieeeusa.org. And looking at IEEE USA's conference calendar, you won't want to miss the IEEE Rising Stars Conference, the 3rd through 5th of January 2020 in Las Vegas, Nevada, or the 10th Annual Computing and Communication Workshop and Conference, CCWC, the 6th through 8th of January 2020 in Las Vegas, Nevada. Also, remember National Engineers Week, February 16th through 22nd, 2020, celebrated all over the United States. For more information on upcoming conferences and to register, go to IEEEUSA.org conferences. Are you subscribed to the IEEE USA Smart Brief newsletter? Get a weekly snapshot of tech policy and news curated from thousands of sources by expert editors to keep you informed on the top items that matter most to professionals. Go to IEEEUSA.org slash advocacy slash advocacy hyphen resources to subscribe for free. I'm Corey Ruth. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been the IEEE USA Insight Podcast. Join us again next month as we take a look at news, information, and updates from IEEE USA. If you have feedback you'd like to share, please connect with us by commenting on our IEEE USA Insight article, Send us email at insightpodcast at IEEEUSA.org. Visit Facebook at facebook.com slash IEEEUSA or Twitter at IEEEUSA. I'm John Yaglinski. Thanks for tuning in.